Praise the Lord, praise the living Jesus. Uh, God bless you, people of God. Good evening. The Lord honor you, the Lord lift you. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you and give you peace in the name of Jesus Christ. I greet you in the name of God once again. God bless you, heart. This is uh, Anchor Teaching. This is Anchor Teaching. And uh, we tag this teaching, um, Grace and Truth Moment. So, but we are on a series on this Anchor platform. We are on a series, um, The Gift of God. So, we actually, we're supposed to be teaching about the Holy Spirit. But I want us to understand that the, the gift of God, I want us to understand the gift of God before I begin to tell us the gift of God regarding the Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost is, is one of the gift of God. It's not only the gift of God. That's why the Bible says in the book of uh, Romans 1 verse 11, which is our anchor text, R uh, Romans 1 verse 11. It's, Paul was the writer of Rome, of the book of Rome, Romans. The book of Romans. Romans, the book of Romans is an epistle of Paul to the Roman Christian. But we can see that this is depicting, this is revealing not only the intention of, of a man of God, of Apostle Paul, but is revealing the intention and the attribute of God the Father Himself. Because we can, we know through the uh, epistle and the life of Apostle Paul that he has become, I mean, his union with God is, uh, is, it is, it is beyond description. It is exceptional. This is a man who worked with God. In fact, that his his attribute, I, I mean, he really replicate the attribute of God. Hallelujah. So we can see that the action. I mean, in his writing, we can see the attribute of God. When he said, for I long to see you. So he showed us the act of God, the mind of God, because God has already revealed this act before. He has already revealed his mind before. We can see in the book of Psalm 8, verse 3 to 4, in that when God said, who is man that thou art mindful of him? God is always mindful of us. He's always mindful. In the Bible, what is son of man that thou visited? We know that God always want to visit and see us. We can say this also in the book of Genesis 2 and 3. Chapter 3, we can say the Bible says, and God came in the cool of the day. So God always come and visit man. God always come and have uh, and have communication, communion, intimacy with man. So God loved to, to uh, God love man. God loved to see man. He want us to come before his presence. The Bible says, come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is good to God is ever longing to have us. Hallelujah. So I reveal, us, uh, reveal to us the, uh, the, the, the desire of God for us. That God, and also in the book of Jeremiah 29, verse 11, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, say, I know the thought that things towards me is the soul of good and not of evil to give an expedient hand. And we can see all through the scripture, Genesis, I mean, Jeremiah 33, verse 3, when God said, Come. He said, Call upon me, and I will show you great and mighty things. We don't know it now. So, God always wants us to come. God always said, You can see it also in the ministry of Jesus Christ. Jesus will say, Come unto me, all you that labor. God always 
love to see us. He always, always loved to have us with himself. No wonder Jesus Christ said in the book of John 14 that I go to my father, I go to my father to prepare a place for that where I am, ye may also be. So he always longed to see us, longed to have us with him. Hallelujah. So this revelation is already changing my spiritual spiritual life is already is already blessing is already blessing me and uh, helping me to really relate with God and no matter how no matter the mistake I may make it is helping me to uh, to come to God to ever have the boldness to come to him because I know that God is not angry with me. He's not, he's not mad at me. He longs to see me. Though I may be, though I may be a sinner, though, 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 I know, I'm not a sinner, but though I may, though I may do mistake, though I may not all, do all his will, all his command, though I may not obey all his voice, yet I know God is not mad at me. A believer is not a sinner. Sorry for saying that sinner. I'm never a sinner. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus because we have been redeemed. Glory be to God. So that's, that's another teaching for another day. I thought I've done that in New Testament when I did a series on New Testament. We are not a sinner. We have been redeemed. We have become a holy people, a peculiar a peculiar people and only nation and that is not because of our homework is because of the work of christ now i'm gonna this this will also be revealed in what i'm going to teach today and what i want i'm going to teach today but let me try to conclude the introduction let me conclude the introduction the, uh, then the bible says in the book of romans 1 11 he said for i long to see you that i may impact so and we uh, we have seen the desire of God. We have seen the mind of God that God longed to see us. Is the false intention of God is not to receive from us. My God, my God, my God. When when when, when God calling us to come to Him is not that because He wants to receive from us. You want to receive our gold, you want to receive our money, you want to receive our spouse, you want to receive our friends, you want to receive our loved one, you want to receive our vision, you want to receive our target, our gold, you want to receive any anything that we may possess. No, God is not after our possession. God is after blessing us. And I make an illustration with Abraham when God said, Abraham, give me thy son, thy only begotten son. And Abraham knew that God has already promised him that he will not be childless. How will God take my son and keep my son? How will God do that? He knew that God is tempting. God is only trying his heart. So he's really, he's persuaded to give it. You know that God will give him back. If God can say, give me, give to the work of God, so to a man of God's life, give, it is not to make you bankrupt. It is not to make you become poor. It is to make you become rich. Because God is more than able to rain manna from heaven. Some people say, hey, God don't rain manna from heaven. That is for them. God, God may not be raining it the way it was raining it in the Old Testament. But you may just encounter an epa, somebody from nowhere, and say, I don't know you, but I don't know. Something speak to my heart. Can I just write you? Can you just please take this check from me? It is happening to somebody listening to me. 
Somebody can just walk to you and say, ah, sister, I see you touching these goods. I see you touching that goods. Do you like them? Don't worry, take it. I will pay for it. The Bible says, and the child grew in wisdom and in stature, having favor with God and with home as from today, because the gift of God has come. You will obtain favor. Who tell you that we can't obtain people from, from even the wicked men? Favor. You know, the favor upon Jesus Christ, Jesus' life was so strong that even, even Pilate, even Pilate want to leave him, want to free him. Pilate really favored him, really loved him, really regarded him, really respected him. The wife already been seeing some kind of dreams that oh, this man is a just man. He's already revealed to Pilate and to his entire family that Jesus Christ is innocent, that it is the Jewish leader only deliver him to be to be killed, to be crucified because of their jealousy. It is not because he was given. Guilty. He would no iniquity was not found in him, but because of their jealousy that this man had become popular, become prosperous, become famous. He is, he is, he is the talk of the town. So they were jealous and they want to crucify him. But although it is also to fulfill the scripture, but yet there's still an element or a substance of favor upon the life of Jesus, that even the person they took him to even want to release him. Let me tell you, and this person they didn't even believe in Jesus, but because of the favor upon the life of Jesus, because of the aura of favor, if you are listening to me, wherever you are, before the judge, before the accuser, before all men, you shall be favored. See a man that carries favor. See, you cannot you cannot kill him. You cannot die anyhow. That's why Jesus Christ said, See, let me tell you, let me tell you. Jesus Christ said, See, 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 my life they didn't take it from me. No man can take it from me. He said, I have the power to take it. I have the power to lay it down. I have the power to take it. So Jesus Christ was not killed, was not destroyed by them. Jesus Christ laid down. To fulfill the will of, of the Father. Because the favor upon him, the spiritual endowment, the favor of God upon him was so strong. The gift of God, the gift of God, the spiritual gifts, that spiritual element of favor was so strong that even death cannot confront him. That's why he, that's why when he, when he gave up to the ghost, he entered the eighties. He take over the kings of the dead. Now he become the Lord of the Lord and the King of Kings. And now it said in the book of Revelation, now I'm he that, that, that was dead, but now I'm alive. Now I have the keys of death and life. Can I preach? 
I'm already, I'm already in my topic. Jesus as a spiritual gate. The subtitle for this episode, Jesus, the spiritual gate. The Bible says in the book of Romans 6, 23, the Bible says, all have sinned. Oh, sorry, sorry, please. Romans 6, 23 says, the wages of sin is dead. But the gift of God is eternal life. The gift of God. The gift of God. <laughs> this gift of God. The spiritual gifts is what is internal life. And the Bible says to our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has the spiritual gift. For the wages of sin is death. Romans 3, 23, the one I wanted to quote the other time. In Romans 3, verse 23, says, All have sinned and come short the glory of God. And the Romans 6, 23 says, The wages of sin is there, but the gifts of God is eternal life. Let me say this also. Ephesians 2, verse 8, the Bible says, By grace are you saved. Through faith, it is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. That grace is spiritual gift, and it is Christ. The Bible says, and we behold his glory as the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. It's he's setting us free. No wonder he said, if the if the sun shall set you free, you'll be free indeed. Glory be to God. Then the Bible says in the book of Isaiah, there's a prophecy that has gone ahead of our Lord Jesus Christ. And that was, uh, that was revealing the, the work that he has come to do upon the heart. We can find it in the book of Isaiah 9 verse, verse 6. Isaiah 9 verse 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a, a, a child is born. Unto us a son is given. It become a gift. A promise that is given out is what is called gifts. Jesus Christ is no longer a promise. It was a promise unto the Father, unto Abraham, unto Prophet, unto Moses. It was a promise in the law, in the Psalms. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make all your enemy your footstool. But we see Jesus Christ at the right hand of power. As being exalted and and given a name that is above every other name because it came, it saw, and it conquered the grave. Glory be to God. Are you being blessed? Are you enjoying the teaching, please? Isaiah 9, verse 6. Let's read once again. For unto us a child is born. A child is born. Yes, he was born. As predicted. Unto us a son is given, and government shall be upon his shoulder. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. 
Emmanuel, God with us. God with us. Government, rulership, leadership. He will be upon shoulder. That's why no matter the matter, Christ reign on heart. His legacy cannot be removed. His landmark cannot be erased. He is the Lord over all Lord. He is the governor over all governors. He is the president over all president. He is the prime minister over all prime minister. Let every name pass and let every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is the Lord to the glory of God the Father. So the number one gift I want us to examine is Jesus Christ as the spiritual gift. Jesus Christ as the spiritual gifts. The Bible says he was he was made a body. The Bible says a body as that prepared to do that we he was not made. He was not made he was made a body though he was spiritual but he was made a body that he was a body doesn't mean he was not spiritual that he was a body doesn't mean he was not lord that he was a body doesn't mean he was not king that he was a body doesn't mean he was not divine that he was a body doesn't mean he does not carry the divine attribute and nature Jesus Christ was 100% God upon the hearts. And we are told that he was also 100% flesh upon the hearts in the days of his flesh. That's why he was able to save us. He become but though he is spiritual, though is his gift unto us, a child is born. Other other son is given. The Bible said, Be all the love of God that came to take away the sin of the world. He was a spiritual gift. What was his assignment? What was his job as a spiritual gift? The Bible says in the book of Galatians 3 verse 13. In Galatians 3 verse 13. And the Bible says, Are you with me? Galatians 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the cause of the law. Be made a cause for us for it is reason. Cause is everyone that is hung on the tree. So number one thing is that Christ, that spiritual gift, when that spiritual gift came to us, the number one thing that it does is that it came to redeem us. From the cause, from the generational cause, from the foundational cause, from the satanic spell, from the demonic spell, from the evil occurrences, from the demonic patterns, he has come to deliver us from the handwritings that is against us. He has come to deliver us from the tears of the evil, of the enemy. He has come to deliver us from powers and principalities, from rulers of the darkness of this world from spiritual wickedness in the heavenly place. Yeah! 
has come to deliver us. The Bible gives us the sum in the book of Acts 10 38. Our God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with holy ghost and power. We went about doing good and healing down our oppressed by the devil. Beloved child of God, one of the major things that Christ, the gift of God, the spiritual gift of God, has come to do for you is to redeem you from the cause of the law because all have sin and cause the glory of God. The sin give devil the legal right, the legal right to torment, to afflict, to control, to rule the word that God has given to the sons of men. The word was not for devil. The word was for man. I said the word was not created for devil and his co-author, but it was created for man, that man may be fruitful, that man may multiply, that man may replenish, that man may subdue, that man may... As from today, Masi Katali Kata, take over. Masha Balabalabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabarabar
God who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians 1 30. Ephesians 1 30. Blessed be the Father of our Lord Jesus. Who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. And now, how do we obtain it? How do we obtain them? How do we obtain this spiritual blessing? Favor, grace, mercy, fruitfulness. Exploit power. The Bible says in the book of John 1 12, he said to them that receive him, he gave up power to become sons of God. To them that receive him, the Bible says, even to them that believe in his name. These are the ones that have given the promise of Abraham. The blessings of Abraham. What are the blessings, the promise of God made unto Abraham? This God said, I will bless you and I will make you great. He said, I will cause them that cause you. That's why, see, leave them that are making incantation and enchantment and going about uh, doing sorcery. You see, it cannot come to pass, my beloved. You no know, enchantment, no incantation can work against, no bewitchment. That's why Paul was saying to, to, to Galatian Christians, in the book of Galatians, in that, ah, ah, who are bewitched? Hopefully, because it is impossible for a Christian to be witched. It's not that they were bewitched. They can never be bewitched. It can never happen. He said, who are bewitched? Because it is impossible. They are not bewitched. He only borrowed that word bewitched to make them to say, don't you know that you can't be bewitched? Because you carry the blessing of Abraham upon your head. That either cause you, either make incantation, divination, enchantment against you, it cannot stand, it cannot come to pass. You cannot be bewitched. Somebody say, I cannot be bewitched because I have been redeemed from the cause of the law. The devil has no legal right anymore to oppress you, to bewitch you, to afflict you, to oppress you. That's why he has said he has given us authority over there. We should trap. We should give no room to the devil. Finally, my dear beloved, before I wrap it up, Jesus Christ as the gift of God. Unto us a child has been given, has been born, and his son has been given. Number one, I said to redeem us from the cause of the Lord. From the cost of man, from the cost of of ancestors, from the cost that come through culture, through tradition, from the cost that come through family, and from to, to ancestors, and from the cost. That was upon Adam. The cause of death, the cause of suffering, the cause of toiling, the cause that come upon evil, the cause of pain in laboring, the cause of the law. Because every word of a king is law. So when God says, cause be the grand, cause, when God cause the woman, cause the man. So he has come to satisfy the cause of the father. Now you are no longer to be struggling and to be and to be laboring and laboring and laboring and not having the fruit of your labor. No. He has saved us from the cause of the Lord that we can receive the blessing of Abraham, the promise of the spirit, spiritual blessing. May, may the Lord God illuminate your hearts. I believe you have been blessed by this teaching. By the grace of God, I will bring you the second episode of this teaching, of this 
Jesus as a gift of God. I will give you tomorrow. And I will tell you the other thing that the gift of Jesus Christ as a gift of God has accomplished for us. Number one is that he redeemed. I will give you more of what he has accomplished for us that the scripture has recorded. Your blessing in the name of Jesus. This week is your week. You will see great results in the name of Jesus. The blessing of Abraham is your. Take your portion right now in the name of Jesus. You will never lack. You will never lack. You will never lack. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. I love you. God bless you all. Have a wonderful week.